Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Breaker. Welcome into the rare Thursday edition of the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Uh, things have been a little all over the place this week, so not Monday, Wednesday, Friday, more like Monday night, Thursday night, probably Saturday morning. All over the place, but that's okay. Glad that you are with me as always. Thank you for making the podcast a part of your day. Always glad that you are with me. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Michael Borky or, or not or, also subscribe to the podcast wherever you get them. Just hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and a review And the podcast is brought to you every day by LB's just across from Kroger on University Avenue right there in Oxford. Go by, see Greg, tell him we sent you, get one of his daily lunch specials on Monday through Friday, but it is the best place in Mississippi to get your meat. A little chilly around here, but the weather should be nice enough on Saturday for me to throw something on the smoker. You should do the same and get started at LB's just across from Kroger, University Avenue there in Oxford. And I've got a few things for you Uh, All Ole Miss related. It is an Ole Miss podcast, of course, so i got to keep it in there. But especially this one thing that I'm going to start with today. And it came from a question we got uh, on the radio show a couple days ago, actually. And I I have yet to, in the moment, have a chance to talk about it with you. Because I know a lot of of you are getting this, or, or talking about this, or thinking about this right now. And it's... Lane Kiffin's future at Ole Miss. We got a, a question on the text line on the radio show, and the guy said, uh, basically, do you think that Lane Kiffin will stay at Ole Miss f- after this year? Like, do how long do you think he'll stay at Ole Miss? Because I've heard that he wants the Texas job, and you know where that kind of stuff comes from. It just it starts on message boards somewhere and Twitter accounts anonymously, and then it just turns into wildfire, and then people end up asking me about it. Um, You've got to get used to that. That's going to be the title of the podcast today, and that's really what I want to talk to you about, is this is something, the Lane Kiffin to X school rumors are just something you're going to have to get used to, uh, for a lot of reasons. One, uh, because he's going to be a desirable name in the coaching. His past also makes it a punchline, really, because of what he did just to Tennessee. But I can't tell you the number of times I've seen responses into our show that, oh, he'll leave Ole Miss after one year just like he did Tennessee. You watch. And it's coming mostly from Mississippi State people who somehow think that he sucks and he won't win at Ole Miss and Mike Leach is better, but also simultaneously elite-level programs want to hire him right now. It's a weird thing that that goes on in this state with, hey, that guy sucks, but also everybody wants him and he's going to leave you after a year. It's a weird balance. I don't quite get how the same functioning brain, if it is functioning, can share those two thoughts. But they do it, and and I see it uh, all the time. But Quite simply, guys, it's something you're going to have to get used to. And I would just laugh at it or or, or ignore it altogether, especially this Texas one, because, uh, I mean, it, I'm sure it started somewhere in Mississippi State message board land, but, I mean, I, I have seen at least three times or, or been asked at least three times about Lane Kiffin to Texas. 
Um, number one, they've got to fire Tom Herman first. Two, I think they are going to go bigger game hunting than current Lane Kiffin. But the point is, I'm not even, I don't even want to go down that road. Forget that. I, the point is, right now, you have a coach that people are notice, that people notice. People see what's going on nationally. They see what's happening. They see the marketing and the branding and the fun-as-hell offense and the football team that's vastly improved over last year's team, and he's got a brand. He's got a name. They, they see that. People nationally are paying attention. And when you're a school like Ole Miss that doesn't have a recent history of winning, that has not been one of the elite-level programs in college football, that is not in the top tier in its own conference, you're going to have people that will constantly, constantly opine over the idea of him being involved in a job that they see as better. It's going to happen every year. It's going to happen after this season. It's going to happen after next, and the next one, and the next one, just like Dan Mullen at Mississippi State. And in part of that, I mean, he was kind of shopping for other jobs too, but every year it was... And state fans got so frustrated, and I understand why you get frustrated, but constantly they were told every offseason that Dan Mullen's a candidate for this job. What I didn't understand is why that would make you so mad. Why does that make you mad? That means he's winning. That means he's desirable, and that means he's doing a good job. So when somebody comes up to you and says, I heard that Lane Kiffin wants a Texas job, or Texas is going to hire Lane Kiffin, well, good, that means he's winning. Just laugh it off. It's not a bad thing. And if he were to do that to you, that means he wanted Ole Miss, and you thank him for elevating your program, and you go hire the next guy. I've never understood. I didn't understand why Mississippi State fans did it, and if Ole Miss fans do the same thing, I won't understand. Why your coach being in consideration for elite-level jobs makes you mad. Not that... No, I don't understand it, actually. I can't rationalize it. I mean, it's upsetting for state fans that Dan Mullen left, because look at what they've been since then. Um, but just the, the sheer Dan Mullen's a candidate at Tennessee hot board from some guy at The Athletic uh, would would make, would make anger them. They would like crawl into their mentions on Twitter and like get mad at these people. I've never understood that, and I don't think you should do that either. Because it just means people are noticing what's going on. They see that right now Ole Miss is a coach that is an attractive person to to have lead your program. It's a fun offense. It's a fun brand. Everything's fun. And so it's going to happen, so just get used to it. And he very well could leave after this year, or he could stay for 10 years. But I think it may be easier to keep him then people will give it credit for. Because when you look at college football in totality, and I would say a similar thing about Mississippi State, too. Um, how many better jobs are there? How many, truly, how many real, actual, better college football jobs are out there than that of one in the SEC West? Any of the programs in the SEC West. Seriously, how many objectively better jobs are there out there. I think that list is smaller than a lot of people that cover college football nationally will give it credit for. 
there aren't that many better jobs out there. I mean, if you look at the Big Ten, I think the answer is three. No, four. Wisconsin. There are four better jobs in the Big Ten. I would say Wisconsin is a better job than Ole Miss. You could debate that with me if you want. I would say Michigan, although the gap's a little bit closer than people would give it credit for, Ohio State and Penn State. And I think that ends it. If you look in the ACC, I mean, Florida State, even though they're a dumpster fire, generally speaking, Miami is probably a more desirable place for for a guy like Lane Kiffin. Clemson's a better job. And North Carolina, I think, is comparable. But I don't know if it's just better. And so now you start getting into into those conversations of, is it really a better job? And if you have to debate it, then, well, the jump isn't happening. If you look at the Big 12, I think the answer's two. I think it's just Texas and Oklahoma. If you look at the Pac-12, I think it's three. Oregon, Southern Cal, and possibly UCLA. That's, I mean, that's what we're looking at here. There are not that many jobs that are objectively gap better than that of Ole Miss. And you can say the same thing about Mississippi State. Because right now, especially in terms of Ole Miss today, COVID aside, if the vaccines work and we get past this thing for 2020, you will have complete and total fan buy-in. Every single game will be sold out. Every seat will be filled you have fan base excitement like I, I didn't even see in the freeze era because there was always something lingering around, you know? I mean, a lot of people still love him to this day, which is a conversation I don't feel like having today. But there are people, I think the the total buy-in for Kiffin now is greater than I've seen in Ole Miss since I've been affiliated with going on 11 years now. I have not seen the fan base as excited and energized. I think that's the best word. Energized about their football program. I don't think ever, including the Sugar Bowl year. I think right now people are more optimistic about the future because there's no cloud at all leaving any doubt for anyone right now. Uh, I think the job fits him very well. I think Ole Miss is a place that um, will allow him to be him. At least that's what it's felt like to me so far from 30,000 feet. Maybe this is way off, but I think he's got a a chancellor, and I think he's got an athletic director that will let him be himself. And again, I could be dead wrong, but that's what it feels like to me. That will let him be himself, and as long as he wins football games, they don't really give a crap. You know? that You won't get that at a place like Texas. You don't get the full administrative support, do whatever you want, just win for us, we don't need to be involved kind of thing. Like you're possibly, at least from my vantage point, getting at Ole Miss right now. And on top of that, the commitment here is as good as you'll get in the country. People forget that Hugh Freeze was getting a top 10 salary before um, it all came crashing down. Ole Miss and Keith Carter will pay whatever it takes to keep Lane Kiffin around. They absolutely will. When we get past the coronavirus, Keith Carter told us on our radio show that they will have a capital campaign and a facilities project coming once we get out of all of this crap that we're having to deal with right now. So they'll commit to him financially as far as salary and assistance go. They'll commit to him on recruiting budget. They'll commit to him on facilities. It's, yes, you have to play Alabama and LSU and Texas A&M every year, but it is in the SEC There aren't that many jobs, objectively, there aren't that many jobs that are better 
than that of the one he has right now. He very well could leave after one year. Maybe Texas does come calling. I don't know. But I think it might be easier for Ole Miss to keep him than a lot of people nationally give it credit for. And the advice I would give you right now, with all those things in place, understanding that, yeah, he could go or he could stay forever, um, all he's doing right now is elevating your job. All he's doing is making it look better. Making it a more desirable place. Making it cool. Ole Miss is cool right now. I mean, look at what's happening at Barstool. Love Barstool, hate Barstool, think Dave Portnoy is the coolest or think he's the biggest piece of shit on the planet. Dave Portnoy, though, in Barstool, has a following that, the, the most dedicated following in sports media, and at this point, it's probably the biggest. I mean, if it were up to me and I got to choose to work for ESPN or Barstool, it's not as easy as a choice as it used to be. And I, I'll never be given that choice. I'm, I'm not near talented enough to work at places like that. But if I was given the choice, it's not... It, Ten years ago, it was, oh my God, ESPN. Of course. ESPN's the mecca of sports media. I don't know if that's the case anymore. Barstool is cool. They have a dedicated, loyal following, and Dave Portnoy is wearing come-to-the-sip sweatshirts. I mean, Ole Miss right now is really cool. So even if it's one year or three years or 30, all he's doing is elevating your program. So my advice to you would be, and I'm not one to give advice because there are better people to take it from, but my advice to you would be just enjoy it. Embrace it. Because what's happening right now is only elevating your program. That's it. And it's cool, it's fun, it's attractive, and so just get used to it and embrace it and enjoy it. But I, I think it'll be easier, like I said. Uh, I think it'll be easier for them to keep him than people give it credit for. I think the landscape of college football has dramatically changed. I mean, pe- there are still people, they're older, that think Nebraska is a better job than Ole Miss, and I think you're insane. I do not think that Nebraska is a better job than Ole Miss. And there are there are older people, older than me, that would call me crazy, but what has Nebraska done in the lifetime of the kids you're recruiting right now? Absolutely nothing. And yes, they have a beautiful stadium and a very, very big fan base, but they're in a state that produces no high school talent whatsoever, and they're not really surrounded by anywhere that produces high school talent. They can't get players... The national brand is dwindling. Nebraska is a national brand for those that are 50 and older. But for somebody like me who's 28, Nebraska hasn't done anything since I've been around. Except for suck. That's all they've done. It's not the job it used to be. At all. Michigan, I don't think Michigan's ever been the job that people think it is. They have a lot of money and a nice stadium and they have some advantages. But I think Michigan is a, a tier below Ohio State, for example. But Tennessee, I don't think, is the job it used to be. Nebraska is not the job it used to be. Things have changed in the college football landscape. And where we sit right now, in the state that we're in, being the tiny little state it is population-wise, under 3 million people, the financial commitment, the fan commitment, the importance of it here has elevated the job to a point where I think the number of jobs that are objectively better is not very big. I think it's a smaller number. So, 
you'll hear it, and you'll hear it from state fans, and you'll hear it from everywhere. Just enjoy it. Enjoy this ride, and don't worry about whether or not he's leaving. Because he might, and he may not. But your job's getting better. Uh, your leadership is doing an incredible job. I mean, Keith Carter's been on the job over a year now. Uh, what a job he's done. And navigating COVID as well as he has, and I'm excited to see, and you should be too, what they're cooking up as far as facilities go. Because he told us on our show that that's coming. Um, so ignore all that crap, because that's all it is. Just ignore it. And if he leaves, thank him on his way out the door, because what he did was made Ole Miss cool and a brand, and fun. And for however long he's at Ole Miss, he's going to continue to do that. So, ignore it. Don't get mad, uh, like I've seen in this state before. Just embrace it. If Texas wants Kiffin, that means he's kicking ass at Ole Miss. So enjoy it. Although I did see a, a Texas message board um, find that Urban Meyer did a, uh, a hit on Fox from a hotel room outside of Austin. He's on some resort outside of Austin, and they were able to match the layout of the hotel room with the... Anyway, like they, they looked at the image and were like able to decipher that that room he was sitting in, they looked at the chair, they looked at the ceiling, the fan, and the window or something, and they found that those uh, specs were exactly lined up with a resort outside of Austin. So Urban Meyer, they're... Surmising that he's in Austin right now, it's nuts. People are crazy. But, yeah, very long-winded way for me to say, if you hear those Kiffin going somewhere else rumors, just embrace it and get used to it. Because as long as he's winning, that's what's going to come up. And you got to trust Keith Carter and Glenn Boyce to do whatever the hell they can do to keep him around. I think the financial support will be there. I think their desire to pay him as much as possible will be there. I think you've got a total fan base buy-in. Everything's looking good. I wouldn't stress over it. Not right now. There's no reason to. Speaking of things I wouldn't stress over, and I don't mean this in any disrespectful way, but it, considering that transition, it's probably going to. Uh, we learned yesterday that Ole Miss had a quarterback enter the transfer portal. It's a guy that you haven't seen play in an Ole Miss uniform. Cade Renfro, he was in the last signing class. He was a three-star quarterback. Uh, as I understand it, dealt with uh, an injury. Would have been a much uh, more sought-after prospect uh, if not for that. But that's just the nature of the beast, uh, honestly. It's, uh, it's what's going to happen. It happens especially with the quarterback position all the time. Quarterback transfers are going to—they're going to be more and more and more as uh, high-level programs are signing high-level quarterbacks every year. And once they get to school and realize that only one quarterback can play, and I'm not getting any run, they'll transfer somewhere else. And this is—I mean, you know—reading between the lines, and it's pretty obvious. It's basically on a neon sign flashing right in front of your face. But uh, the Ole Miss quarterback room is going to continue to get smaller, I believe. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see two more guys uh, transfer away from Ole Miss. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Again, I don't know if this is happening for sure. It's just, it, you know, Occam's razor. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Grant Tisdale uh, transfers, and I wouldn't be surprised if John Rice Plumley transfers. Uh, I think that uh, with Matt Corral returning for another year and uh, Kincaid Dent still on the roster and bringing in Luke Altmyer. 
who is a high-level prospect. There's just only so much uh, room you have um, with the quarterbacks, and only one can play at a time. So uh, this is the nature of the beast. Uh, I expect more to come. It's just kind of uh, standard operating procedure at this point. Uh, with how things go in, in the quarterback position and, and things like that. So uh, he and also Demarcus Gregory uh, enter the transfer portal. Um, he's a wide receiver that uh, had you know just a handful of receptions a year ago. I don't think had any uh, this season, none that I remember personally. And he has also entered the transfer portal. Um, also related is um, there was an opening, a, a decommitment, From the Mississippi State commitment list, a guy that Ole Miss has gone after uh, a lot. And sounds like it's working. So this is the second, uh, you can call it a flip if you'd like. Uh, You can go ahead and call it a flip. Uh, You had the quarterback do so in Altmaier, and now you're getting a wide receiver do the exact same thing. So uh, Brandon Burkhalter, uh, Buckhalter, I keep calling him Burkhalter even though... I like I, I guess I can read, but apparently uh, I cannot. Uh, the wide receiver from Flowood been on Mississippi State's commitment list for a while. He decommitted last night, and all of the future casts and crystal balls and stuff have him heading towards Ole Miss. Recruiting is picking up big time, big time uh, right now, and uh, and you should you should have seen it coming. I mean, it's not surprising in any way, shape, or form that this staff is gaining momentum in recruiting. And I remember this summer, and I remember talking about it this summer, and you probably do too, when Ole Miss's recruiting class ranking was being made a big deal by people that were unable to put anything into context. You may remember the exact show, because it's all I talked about that day, was putting Ole Miss's recruiting class into context. Remember, they had the fewest commits out of anybody, and they had more blue-chip prospects than Arkansas, who was like 60 spots ahead of them or something like that. Everybody was praising Sam Pittman in Arkansas. Oh, and and Eli Drinkwitz in Missouri. Oh, great classes. Oh, look at how their early recruiting is going. But really, they just had a class that was basically full and filled with mid-level three-star guys. But nobody was willing to look at anything in, in, in appropriate context, and they were just claiming Ole Miss's class was a disaster, and Arkansas and Missouri were doing well. But again today, you would trade Ole Miss's class and their standing with kids for Arkansas and Missouri's. The lacking context that we had back in the summer, um, it's now really... it's What I said back then is coming true. That it's it was... August. It was June. It was July. Signing day is not till the winter. And a staff that is filled with the guys that they have on this staff is not going to end in the 80s or wherever the hell they were. And on top of that, they're building the roster a little bit differently. They're going to hit the transfer portal hard. And um, they'll look, they'll build rosters that way as well. But if you thought, even with COVID, which has really set them back some, Things would be different right now if not for it, if they could actually have visitors on campus. But even with COVID, if you thought that this staff with these kind of recruiters was not going to have some kind of momentum, uh, you were being intentionally obtuse. Because what's happening this week with all of the momentum they had, I mean, you can call it two flips. 
They're in on guys they weren't previously in on now. They're gaining momentum with guys that are committed elsewhere. They're gaining momentum all over the place. That's what this staff was always going to do. You just have to be patient, and you have to look at things in context. And if you don't, then you just kind of look silly. And so I hope you guys heeded my advice back in the summer and relaxed because a staff that is this good at recruiting, that has the pedigree that they have from all over the place, was not going to go down like that. It was never going to go down like that. So they've got all kinds of momentum right now. Uh, Their name is popping up everywhere, and and they're taking advantage. So um, not surprising. Uh, You knew it was coming if you listen to this show all the time and um, see if they can close. Even with everything that's going against them, we'll uh, we'll see if they can close. Early signing period is uh, two weeks away. Two weeks away. It's crazy. Mother doing game prep for LSU. You'll have signing day. And speaking of that, I'm going to reach out to my guy, Zach, to get a more detailed uh, recruiting podcast uh, for you with the early signing period approaching. Uh, I'll reach out to him today. Hopefully uh, we can do that Saturday morning. Or something like that. That would be fun. So uh, we'll see if we can pull that off. All right, a couple more things for you. Uh, One, uh, Ole Miss practice was suspended yesterday due to COVID and contact tracing and all of that good stuff. They didn't seem overly concerned uh, with things. Uh, It was just more of a precautionary measure with the bye weekend this weekend. They don't really need to push it. They were getting another round of testing. I don't know anything beyond that. They were supposed to resume practice today, so we will see. I don't know what players uh, or anything. Nobody's given an indication of of who possibly would be out uh, if things were to happen. However, I wouldn't be surprised. In fact, the SEC should immediately follow the CDC and change their quarantine rules. The CDC made it official yesterday. I would be shocked if the SEC does not follow suit because they absolutely should. Reducing the close contact quarantine period from 14 days to 10, and 10 can become 7 if after 7 you have a negative test. So the SEC needs to adopt that. I think they're going to. I I, I do. I hope they would because uh, doing what the CDC suggests just makes all the sense in the world. It doesn't sound like the Big Ten is going to alter their three-week thing because um, they're just... Honestly, I don't know what the hell the Big Ten's doing. It doesn't matter. In this context, I think the SEC needs to adjust their quarantine rules to follow the CDC, and I think they're going to do that. And they should do that before next week. We'll see. But uh, it doesn't sound like they're overly worried uh, until we get the results from the tests that they did yesterday. So we will see. Right now, nobody's overly concerned, but... uh, As you know, that can change. And finally, we now know when uh, Ole Miss is going to start its basketball season. So Ole Miss, uh, as you know, had to cancel their their first games. They're supposed to start on Thanksgiving week with Central Arkansas, Jackson State, Arkansas State, and also the Memphis game, which is a shame they don't get to play Memphis because they would have beaten the shit out of Memphis. Memphis is awful. That game, unfortunately, did get canceled also. Well, now we've got a new start date. So Ole Miss is going to start on December 10th, one week from today against Jackson State, the UNC Wilmington game that Saturday. 
um, is going to be played as scheduled on Saturday at 4 o'clock. So you'll have Ole Miss basketball that transitions straight into Ole Miss football, who, here you go, here's some insider information, will play on Saturday night. And then the Central Arkansas game has been made up for that Monday. So a new start for your basketball season Thursday the 10th against Jackson State, Saturday the 12th against UNC Wilmington, which was always scheduled to be on that day, and then Monday the 14th with Central Arkansas, and then the season will pick up as normal with Middle Tennessee on the 16th. You still have the date with Dayton. Tennessee Martin still on schedule as expected, and the rest of the season is unchanged. So there's your adjustment uh, to the basketball schedule. Um... And hopefully they'll make it there. I don't see why they will not. This season's going to be a mess. And if the SEC adopts the CDC's new guidelines, it might just save uh, college basketball because the two-week thing for close contact, I've talked about it with you before. It's nothing you don't already know, but the two-week thing for close contact is really, really going to affect college basketball because two weeks is four games, sometimes five, but it's definitely four games, and you just can't, have teams shutting down for two weeks as often as they potentially would have to do this season. So they need to get on that quick. I think they will mostly to save basketball because at the rate it's going, I mean, basketball is going to be just an absolute, absolute disaster. So at least maybe we have good news coming. So we'll see. All right, I'll hang it up with you there. Thank you so much for making the podcast a part of your day. And by the way, if you want to be a part of this, if you're a small business owner, a local company in Mississippi that wants to reach, not just Ole Miss fans, I've got other uh, things for you as well with my two radio shows and stuff like that, and and you want to reach people, podcasting, sports radio works, and I can prove it to you. Uh, Borky12, B-O-R-K-E-Y 12 at gmail.com. Or if you follow me on Twitter, just shoot me a direct message. I would love to help you grow your business. That's what we can do. That's what I can do. And you wouldn't work with a salesperson. You would work directly, exclusively with me. If it's something that you've wanted to dip your toes in, if you're not quite sure about it, I can I can help you. And I promise you, I can make it work with you as well. Time and time again, we've done it. And uh, let me do it for uh, for you. I think the podcast and my Sunday show are in a place now where we can really uh, help somebody take off their business. And so reach out to me. If, if you have been considering that, thinking about it, I would love to hear from you because I know I can help you. So borky12 at gmail.com or shoot me a direct message on Twitter and I can help you out. Thank you so much for making the show a part of your day. Again, I appreciate all of you. And uh, the next podcast will be a recruiting one. Don't know what day, but it will be a full-blown recruiting podcast coming your way soon. I promise. That'll be the next one. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you in the next one. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.